You are listening to Teacher Talk Tuesdays with Dr. Yvonne, author of Look Who's Talking and countless other educational materials. This podcast is a safe place for teachers to share their incredible stories, struggles, and triumphs. The educational system as we know it has changed, but no worries, Dr. Yvonne is here to help. Now, here's your host, Dr. Yvonne. Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening, and thank you for joining me for Teacher Talk Tuesday. This Valentine's Day evening, I am so grateful to be here. I am thankful that I have an opportunity to be here just to share a a happy note with with my listeners. Um, Today was Valentine's Day, and I had a wonderful day with my students. The love that was shown was awesome. Uh, One of my students had a birthday. Her birthday was today. So I got a chance to sing happy birthday to her like I had done some other students, but it was just even more special that she was there. Her mother was there. She got a chance to record it. And it just made me feel good um, that the students enjoy hearing me sing something that I love doing as well. And we just have to learn how to give love. And that's all I want to talk about is giving love to our students. We need to be able to relax sometimes. My students see me in a different light. They see me when I'm upset. They see me when I'm frustrated. They see me when, you know, I'm happy and they see me when I'm loving on them. And that's what we should have. We should be able to do that. We should be able to love on our students, even though sometimes I get frustrated, but it's not their fault the way the system is set up. So I can't take it out on them, but I just have to show them love. And that's what we have to do. And, you know, we talk about it takes a village to raise a child. So we need to be able to start being that village. We need to start being able to show the other side of that village instead of always worrying about a test score, worrying about homework, worrying about, uh, did you read this right? Did you write that right? Did you spell it right? Sometimes we just got to stop and give them some love and just celebrate the little things in their lives, the little accomplishments and letting them know that they are loved, even in spite of some of the challenges that we may face as, as educators, that we can still show them love. And I thought it was just beautiful the way we all celebrated in all classes, our students, even with a teacher missing, we took it on and we took care of that other class as well. You know, our our teachers are just awesome and they just step up to the plate all the time. And I love being on a winning team. And when we can love on our kids and we can see them smile, then we have a winning team. So sometimes, you know, we just got to take a step back and breathe. And right now today, I think we just breathed a little bit better. Uh, The students were excited. They wanted to participate in um, sharing their gifts with their with their classmates and loving on them. And it was a beautiful thing, you know, and sometimes those students who may not get anything still got something and, you know, may not have anything to give, but they still got something. And we have to understand that we don't know what these kids may be dealing with at home. We don't know the struggles that they're going through, the struggles that they have to deal with. You know, when I was growing up, I was just told to be a kid. You don't have to worry about nothing else. You ain't got to do all of the other stuff. You know, I was the youngest of three. So I didn't, you know, I never went home and my and had to babysit. I never had to deal with that because it was always somebody at my house when I got home. My brothers and sisters, my well, my brother and sister was just three of us. They never had to to babysit. You know, we were old enough when we were at an age where we needed a babysitter. There was a parent in the home when we got home from school and Kids nowadays don't get that. You know, I never, you know, yeah, maybe I was a latchkey kid. I had a key to the house where we walked home. But by the time we got home, our parents was there maybe 15, 20 minutes after we got home. 
We weren't there for hours and hours at a time where we had to watch each other. You know, we had the, the privilege to be able to go in the kitchen. We knew what we could have for snack when we got home from school. And we sat down, we did our homework, and we watched TV. And we did, well, we couldn't watch TV until the homework was done. But we knew what our expectations were and what we had to do. Some of the kids that we deal with now don't have that luxury just to go home and be a kid. They don't have that um, ability to just go home and relax. They have to worry about taking care of siblings. They have to worry about maybe going to the doctor. They have to worry about appointments and, you know, other things and issues that they're dealing with that we may not have had to deal with. So we just need to show a little bit more love. And I think that goes both ways, not only just with the teachers in the school, but with the parents. You know, we have issues, we have families, we have things that we have to deal with outside of school as well. But, you know, we, we try to learn how to put our hats aside. We put our personal stuff at the door. We leave it at the door when we walk into that building and we focus on those kids. And that's what we're there for. But at the end of the day, you know, we still have things and situations that happen throughout the day where we get phone calls of emergencies and our kids that we have to deal with and other situations that go on. So we have to understand that we're all human. My kids see my human side. My kids can see my humanity. They know that I'm real. They know that I'm human. They know that I have feelings. They know that I have concerns. They know that I have cares. And when you can do that with a child, you build a relationship with them and you can understand where they're coming from. They can partially understand where you're coming from, but then it goes, it goes both ways. We have to be able to share. And I'm not saying teachers, you got to tell all your business to your students. No, that's not what I'm saying. But at the end of the day, your students need to know that you're real. Your students need to know that you care. Your students need to know that you have a heart. Your students need to know that there is a, a human being behind their teacher. You're not just a teacher. And I tell my students all the time, you know, you do something, maybe you want to go into mama mode. I want to put the hat, the teacher hat aside and deal with you as a mama. There's moments where we have those things where we have to talk to kids like that. And there's sometimes, you know, sometimes they need that tough love. Sometimes they need somebody to just hug on them. Sometimes they need somebody to just be um, open with them. I love when my kids hug on me. And I know when the pandemic hit, you know, it was hard as heck for me not to hug my kids, you know, when they were frustrated or when they didn't feel like they were getting it. And it was, it was the hardest thing for me not to hug them. But then it got to the point, I'm like, God, I need you to watch over me because this is where you put me. So help me to be able to love on them, even in a space when they say we're not supposed to. And, and God, you know, he, he gives us those opportunities and I know we're not, you know, I'm separate church and, and state, all that good stuff. Yeah, I know all of that, what have you, but I still have a faith base in God and everything that I do is based on what he tells me to do. So I'm not even worried about that. You know, the kids sneezing and hawking and coughing and whatever. Yeah, I don't want you sneezing in my face and just out in the open, but there's safety measures that we have to take to make sure that we keep all of our kids safe. But if a child walks up to me and tries to hug me, I'm not going to push them away and say, mm -mm, no, you can't hug me because of the pandemic. I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. And we have to understand that our kids are looking for some love at, at times. They're looking for that love. They're looking for that affection. They're looking to be touched. They're looking for you to, to, to reach out to them and let them know that you care some kind of way. So we have to be more invested in letting our kids see both sides of us or all sides of us at some point in time. So they know, okay, yeah, they get sick. You know, when we get sick and we're not there, kids wonder, where you, where were you? Why weren't you here? Well, I get sick just like you do. 
And when I'm sick, if I'm too sick to the point where I don't need to be around y'all, I'm going to stay home and get well. They need to understand that, but they need to understand that just because that happens doesn't mean education stops. Just because that happened, that doesn't mean that things aren't going to go the way they need to go. I was talking to my students yesterday about um, their test. We were looking over a star test and we were practicing the skills that they need to know how to do and dissecting the, the text and understanding where it came from. And one of the passages in the text asked them to take a letter that a little boy had written and fix the sentences. And I asked them, you know, do y'all remember that? And we just had a, 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 a real conversation. And it was like, well, you know, we did this before and something else. And I'm like, okay. And then I reminded them, I'm like the DOL, the daily oral language worksheets that I give y'all every morning when you come in. Oh yeah, I remember doing that. I'm like, so understand that when I give you a worksheet, it's not just busy work. I'm giving you what you need to be productive and to be successful in school because I know in the 20 years that I've been teaching every standardized test that I've ever seen in reading English and language arts which they do not teach anymore which is a whole issue for me that they have a, a portion on there where you have to correct a sentence you have to find out what's missing in that sentence what needs to be capitalized what punctuation mark is wrong how do you combine these two sentences well they looked at that as if they was like I don't, we don't know how to do this and I'm like and that's sad and it's not their fault because when I first started teaching, I was a language arts teacher. That was all I taught was language arts and the writing process. That was my job. I taught reading. I didn't teach reading. I just taught language arts, uh, subject, verbs, adjectives, the parts of speech, all of those things, sentence structures, simple sentences, complex sentences, compound sentences. I taught that as a class and my students knew how to write. Also, I taught them the writing process where you have to brainstorm, you have uh, an introduction, you have an opening passage, you have a, a gotcha, a hook on your passage to get hook the reader in to know, um, to grab their attention so they will want to read what it is that you're writing about, teaching them how to have a, a five paragraph essay. I did that. That's what I taught was language arts and writing. Well, now... They changed everything. The first time I got a position in Colorado as a ELAR, ain't that right? English language arts, yeah, in reading. Teacher, I couldn't understand when I went in there, I was teaching reading. I was teaching literature. And I'm like, okay, where's the language arts part? They hired me as a language arts teacher, but they was like, oh, you're doing reading and language arts. How? They work together. Not necessarily. And that's the misconception that we have right now. When I say we need to go back to the basics, that's exactly what I mean. Reading, writing, and arithmetic. They need to be separated. You can't teach reading and writing at the same time. Because if you don't understand how to write a sentence, you're not going to understand how to write a paragraph if, even if you, can, if you can't read. I have students who read phenomenally, who read above grade level but cannot write. So how is it that we're helping our students with putting it all together and saying, oh, here's the writing component, and then you don't have enough time to really teach it? Literally, when I say I taught writing, I taught a whole unit on writing on how to write. It wasn't for 15 minutes a day. I can't teach you how to write in 15 minutes in a day. It's not humanly possible. By the time I get you to write down a sentence or to come up with a topic and brainstorm, it's time to go. 
And our students don't know how to do that and they get frustrated. So now we're talking about the race um, strategy, which is awesome and helping them with the written response, which is the restate, answer the question, all of the question, cite your, cite your evidence and then give an example or explain the citation that you gave. That's fine and good. That's beautiful. But guess what? I taught the race strategy when I was in Illinois in 2013. Why are we just not doing that in Texas in 2023? Why do our students not know how to do this process in 2023? Why are they just not learning this? Because they say it takes you to do seven, something 70 times in order for it to become a habit. So I'm trying to teach these students how to do this and be repetitive with it. So when it comes time for, for star testing and their written response, that they've had it more than 70 times. So it becomes a part of them. It becomes a habit to the point that every time they see a writing response, they automatically go to the race strategy. But these are things that should have been taught long time ago. If you were teaching reading, writing, and language separately, that could have been taken care of. But we're doing this as a collective course and it doesn't work. I can't stop in the middle of reading a story and point out to you, oh, this is a subject verb agreement. You can, but is it going to stick? No, because it's in passing because our students have a hard time making those transitions and understanding what needs to go on. So we have to be able to break things down for them and give them more time and be patient with them and show them the love that they need to get what it is that they need to get. That's all I wanted to say. I just wanted to get it back to love. We just need to love on our children and show them that we love them and help them get to where they need to be. We need to help them get to where they need to be. They can do it. We just have to be patient with them. And they're struggling because the students that I've been with, they had a sub from September, August, September until December. And now I'm trying to reteach or teach everything they should have learned from August to December. Because right now I should be reviewing everything that they learned up to this point to get them ready for STAR. But right now I'm teaching them concepts that they didn't get up until now. So it, it is a struggle sometimes, but I can do it. I know I can because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I know my kids are going to be okay. And I just have to be a little bit unorthodox as to how I do it and not maybe follow some schedules. I have to do what, what is necessary for my students to get what they need. And if that means going around what the, the structure, so-called structure is supposed to be so I can get to them and what they need to do, then that's what I'm going to do. I mean, mind you, I'm used to teaching reading in a 90 minute block, nonstop, uninterrupted. That way I could hit every component. I could hit all the things I needed to do. I can't do that with a schedule that's broken up and that's interrupted. It's hard. And it's hard for the kids that they got to make all these transitions to move and go every, go here and go there and not get everything that they need. In, in elementary school, I still believe school classes need to be self-contained. You should have one teacher with one set of kids teaching all subjects and doing what you need to do throughout the whole day. That would give them the, the success that they need. You got these kids moving and transitioning and changing classes as if they in middle school or high school. They nine and 10. They're not ready for that. They're not equipped for that. And we've society seems to think that they are just like with the computers. 
You talking about why the kids, the pandemic and why the kids messing up and where they at? Just because they play video games don't mean they know how to, they know how to do technology. Those are two different things. And we need to stop thinking that one thing is the same as the other. I, Y'all, I didn't mean to get on that soapbox. I really didn't. I just came on here to talk about love and how we need to love on our students. I really did. And I love them. And um, if you didn't see it, please go to my page, Teacher Talk Tuesday, and look at what they did for me today. And I thought it was just so beautiful. It was a blessing. I loved it. I had so much fun. And I was able to give to my students and love on them and show them that I love them. And it's just all about showing some love today. So if you have a Valentine or not, love yourself love somebody next to you, love everybody in your life, show them some love, be understanding. And hey, happy Valentine's Day from Dr. Henderson, Dr. Yvonne, the teacher that talks. And I thank you for joining me today for the for Teacher Talk Tuesday for this episode. And you all have a blessed, blessed, blessed day. All right. This your girl, Dr. Yvonne. Till next time. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed Teacher Talk Tuesdays with Dr. Yvonne. Tune in next time for more incredible stories, struggles, and triumphs.